Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started? Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Hello, everybody. TGIF. Our girl Abby had her baby last week. So if you missed that announcement, we received an epic announcement from the OG herself, Vicki Gumbelson. Shout out Maggie, best of Bravo for making that happen. So if you missed that out, check that out. But Abby is doing great. She's adjusting. Um, Her baby is sweet Hank, boy number three. So please send her all the love in the world um, as she'll probably be reading your DMs in the middle of the night because you know how that newborn stage is. But I am so lucky to be here with my girl, Moni from Mixing with Moni. If you're not listening to her podcast or following her Instagram, please check her out. No one is safe with Moni. She is, she will go there. I, um, you know, you guys listen to me for a little bit. I tend to be like, well, you know, try to give people the benefit of the doubt, not money. So she's going to keep it real and keep it hot today. And we will start with Southern Charm. Um, Moni, I know you have not been a fan of Southern Charm, Charleston. Let's keep it real there. But you're always a fan of Southern Charm, NOLA, the New Orleans, like you wanted to come back, but you're willing to give this season a bit of a chance. Coming in, I don't want to say coming in cold, but kind of. I'm curious on your takes on a couple of things. Yeah. Taylor and Shep, do you think that relationship is going to last? I think Shep is a detriment to any good thing in his life in a lot of ways. I just think that that man, bless his heart, needs some like good, hardcore, like kicking the pants or therapy, whichever comes first. Um, I like Taylor and I would like to believe it worked, but the men on Southern Charm genuinely make me like so scared for straight women out there. Like it just (laughs) makes me so sad and scared for them. Like this is what y'all have to pick from? Like, I love Nola, of course, but I started with, obviously, the Southern Charm Charleston back in the early days where Catherine was over, you know, throwing her bangs all the way to the other side and Cam and all of them. And I remember liking it, and I remember the boys being, like, the worst part of it. So it's just always felt like I love it as a friend group, but the moment they started, like, intertwining and getting into relationships with each other, I got really nervous about, because these men just... Uh, and I know like Craig's is he's like y'all's favorite, but like the man is so problematic, like not in like a ignorant kind of way, but just like in a, as a, this is what y'all want in a man kind of way. And I Jeff know. And he was like 10 times worse because he had the entitlement. 
So I know. I'm easily it's like, like all the bad things of the frat boy, but like with the into oh god, the um, never grew up out of college. <laughs> No, I listen. Like I married a frat boy. I've been around frat boys, so maybe that's why I have like a tolerance. Of, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know, I, you I'm lucky to. that my frat boy has grown up, and you know, he's responsible, and he was never as bad. Well, he had his moments, but not as bad as these guys. I feel like to me, Shep has like Peter Pan syndrome. Um, he absolutely like, does. He doesn't absolutely. Like, grow up. You know, the conversations he's having with Taylor, like, oh, the scare. And, you know, she was like, this was more about me. And he was like offended that she wasn't asking about like his feelings and how it impacted him that they were uh, pregnant. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> bitch, this is not about you. This is about her. She's the one who had to kind of go through that roller coaster of emotions, not so much you. Um, right. So I don't know. I, I'm, I feel like in the season, I think we're going to see a breakup and then they're going to get back together. Like, I kind of feel like that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And I think that probably should happen. Like, at at this point, Jeff, like, is in a relationship. But I can't imagine, especially women in the South, especially if you find a woman in Charleston and just a woman of their age group in general, unless she explicitly has told us that she does not want to settle down, I'm like, assuming that that's something that she wants to do like settle down maybe have kids maybe not but like at least like be in a monogamous committed like relationship and i just it's it's, chef is going to be hard pressed to show people that he can do that like we've seen relationship we've seen the show we just i don't trust it it's just like and then i feel bad for this woman who i'm like assuming wants a lifestyle with a man that she might have fallen in love with that she could see a future with, but I don't think he's there. And that's what's so troubling because he is so grown. Like he's like the epitome of growth. No, like he's, he's a grown his, grown. He's like in his forties. It's yes. so she's like in her twenties. Like there is the age difference in the age gap. I just think any woman who gets somewhat serious with Shep always think they're the one to change him. Like they, they're like the fixer. Um, so that's kind of what I feel like is happening there, but let's go on over to her tool belt. A commitment that we're getting. So Madison and Benita are having a garden party for their birthdays, joint birthdays. Shout yes. out Libras. I'm a Libra. So I loved all the Libra love. Oh, of good course. for you. Of course. So, but um, it turned into more of a Madison, you know, getting a lot of attention for engagement, which Benita was definitely side eyeing, but also it was the most Libra thing ever for her to want to be the center of attention. Um, So it was kind of funny to watch from that perspective. One thing I really did love. So Benita had a conversation with Catherine about the monkey emoji and just like straight up was like, I want to make sure if I'm going to have a relationship with you that you're not like bringing this down to your children. Like basically like straight up called out her character. And I give her a lot of props for just like saying it. I think one thing with Southern charm and I know it's cultural and uh, cultural to the South, but I hate the, hi, how are you? Like the fakeness, you know, with pleasantries. Versus super sweet, yeah, assertive and like just you know the pettiness that we see in like Jersey or other places where it's like a wave or don't even say hi. Um, so I appreciate yes. that from Vanita. So I'm curious to see what happens there. Um, yeah, Catherine and Naomi get into it. I, how do you feel about Naomi? I think that. Well, Naomi and Craig were never supposed to make it the long haul, which is is obvious, and I'm okay with that. 
I think in the early days, I found myself siding with Naomi. And then after time, I found myself kind of siding with Craig. And, and, and not to say that Naomi, like, isn't, you know, right for all the reasons that she broke up with Craig. But just in general, I find her to have let this kind of get to her head a little bit. Like, there's just definitely a difference. And I, I did like the old Naomi. I mean, not so much, like, with the specifically because of the nose and everything. I'm not crying like Craig when it changed and all that. But I do feel like for a woman who came from money, who had like, you know, a a nice life in Charleston before the show, it just seems like the show has become, like she's become like, she's not too good for the show like she thought she was. And it kind of felt like a tail between legs kind of experience. Like when she left, she left with Matul, then she's coming back, then she's hooking up with Craig, now she's on the show and fighting with the people again. Like, obviously she was not able to grow out of that world. And sometimes I get really like leery and sad about people who can't move past these things. Like, even yeah. though I like watching them, it's very much giving like, I don't think I know my self-worth outside of this TV show. And that's like sad because I thought she was like, a. I liked her for Craig because she had her shit together. But now it seems like she's kind of like, dipped down low with us into the gutter because that's where I find Catherine. Like Catherine is down here in the gutter with us, which is fine. Makes for great TV. But to see her fighting with her and everything, it just also just feels so like no, like of all the people. Like you know what though with Naomi, I think we're I don't always like necessarily listen, Catherine, I feel like truthfully I've had conversations with people. She's been on the show since she was 21. She was in a nasty, disgusting relationship with an old the man worst. Took advantage of her. So I, we've, terrible. we've talked about like from a therapy perspective, like her emotional sense, like being stunted in a way. Yeah. So yeah. I do think she lashes out. She doesn't say the right things. And I, she's an easy target in that sense because she gets triggered and she goes there. However, I do kind of agree with Catherine that I do think Naomi has a sense of entitlement and can be condescending and it comes out a lot. And with that, I don't like, so I don't know how Naomi. It's so interesting though, because she was super condescending to Craig, but nobody really felt those things then. I used to think that that's why, you know, I ended up siding with Craig originally because like when she would say things like, you know, you come home, you stay home and you sit and you sew. And you pretend to do things. And I'm like, well, joke's on you, girl. Because I would have, if you really love a partner, if you have faith in someone, even as a friend, you can see potential in something that they're doing. And you encourage them towards that. And now he has this entire freaking sewing empire. So it's like, so he's not pretending to do things. He's doing things. But it was that kind of condescension that I saw then that I'm just like, I'm seeing it now. I'm like, I don't think she's changed. I think if anything, she's gotten a little worse. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to see how things continue to unfold, but that kind of wraps up Southern charm. Um, let's go over to Beverly Hills. Um, lots oh. of different things, lots of different things happen here. Uh, oh let's start God. with the fun. Let's start with the fun stuff. I yeah, love okay. that they got into Sutton's phones like I like with the her dates and just seen and I just Sanji or Sanjit as Sutton said I bet it's Sanji <laughs> if I had a guess he was cute I'm you know get it Sutton I thought that was fun I always enjoy women can like laugh together yes I loved it I think that 
Beverly Hills is one of those things where I look so forward to watching it and then I watch it and go, why the hell did I look forward to watching this? Um, but moments like those with Sutton, Sutton's literally top three MVPs for me this Yeah, she's been a great MVP this season. She's been really enjoyable. Um, one thing that I've enjoyed as well, and, you know, let's, Let's kind of get into the moment that we saw a preview of last week is Garcelle. Her and Garcelle is such a class act. I thought how she handled the situation with with Erica was everything. I, you know, I honestly would have kind of gone a little further than she did. I would have been like, Erica, can you at least wipe that grin? off your fucking mouth and take off your sunglasses. Maybe not say that directly. Garcelle would say it a lot nicer than me, but I just thought she handled that situation great and perfectly. It was, it was everything to me. Um, and then let's, let's talk about Cherie. She is amazing. She deserves to be full time. She is the moment in my opinion. And I loved how she played middleman between Kyle and Garcelle and such in this moment, she needs you to be neutral. So I I just love that she kind of went there and put Kyle in her place. That to me was everything. Mani, what did you think of that moment between Garcelle? I, I, first of all, the moment between Cherie and Garcelle where they were clinking to setting a bitch straight, like bury it, bury me with that like gift on top of my tombstone. Like that is literally, I was like finally in a line, like a second alliance. Because one thing I really like about Jersey is that yes, it's divided, but like there's two equal sides. You can kind of like pick your poison, if you will. But on Beverly Hills, we don't always get that. It really does feel like it's driven by the Fox Force 5, um, also known as the Flop Force 4. Um, I always feel that we don't get a lot of, like, other other people to root for. Um, it's kind of narrated that way. But now with Garcelle in this, this situation, I am so behind her. I love that Cherie is on her side and is, like, giving even Kyle just telling him like right now she just needs you to be neutral like right now here's what she needs and I don't even know how it's a freaking debate because Erica to me was belligerent and inappropriate and absolutely like should have been told the hell off and nobody told her off like everyone's response was oh it's so nice to see her let loose like this is not letting loose any this is a problem like something here is wrong if you're cursing out a child and then hitting on your friend's son who's married like what is going on i know it's no it's a no for me it's a hundred percent no and even in that situation erica Kyle just made it worse. And I mean, I went on Monty's show last week and you guys know I'm like, it's a rough week for Kyle's stance, but it's worse. I'm like, bitch, shut up. And like Sharice said, just be neutral. That's all she needs. Yes. Like we don't need a defense right now. We just need you to acknowledge like, because that's what a good friend is, right? A good friend is someone who tells, like you don't blindly follow. I mean, I get it. You all made a pact that you're not going to out each other's like, secrets and stuff so erica being a criminal mastermind allegedly or whatever is like off limits but her cursing out a child we can at least as mothers as they all are 
be like, uh-uh, that's not it. Like, oh, I just, I think Garcelle is a better woman than freaking most. No, a most. thousand <laughs> A thousand percent. I did love that Cherie broke the ice though afterwards with the tension and just mentioned that Oliver is attractive. Like that made me laugh. Like that was funny. Like Garcelle was like, what? And everyone was like, wait, can we laugh? But it was, it, I love yes. that she did that. So that was I mean, yeah, good looking sons, baby. Good job, Garcelle. I mean, she's a gorgeous woman. What do you expect? She's got, yes, exactly. Um, something that I could really do without um, is the lick lipping, lick no, lip licking, excuse me, from <laughs> Diana. I don't care about this feud between Diana and Sutton. I Honestly, though, I've I kind of written our Diana off, um, yeah, given her to me it's a reach. racism and everything that we've seen. I just don't really care. It's just boring. Like, I hate a boring racist. Like, at least Ramona it up, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be a racism, do racism's fun. Like, that's not, it's not fun for us, or it's not fun for people who are on the subject end of it. But, like, at least make it so that I'm not, like, bored watching you. Because, like, Ramona's the worst, right? Like, top three worst people I've ever seen on TV, easily. But she's at least entertaining to some people. And at least not boring. Diana is both boring and bigoted. Like, that's, that's the worst combination there ever was, if I've ever seen one. And she won't talk about anything. And she's, like, just going after Sutton because she doesn't want to go against the poor girls. Like, Sutton did not do anything to you. This feud is so ridiculous. It's so pointless. I hated every minute of it. And Diana's, like, trying to give off mean girl vibes. And it's just, like, falling flat. But she's, like, trying to be, like, so, like, Sex in the City or, like, HBO Max show. Like, am I your villain now? Like, do you hate me? And then, like, the lip licking. You know, there are some rumors as to why that's happening. Wait, but I just say go home and do that. Allegedly, mm-hmm. that it has to mm-hmm. do with um, pasta. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, it is about the pasta, honey. <laughs> that it has to do with the pasta <laughs> and some withdrawal. If you guys aren't reading between the lines, um, feel free to do Which is what James told us to do. If you remember in the actual episode, he said, read between the lines. It's not about the pasta. And I'm like, because it isn't, but it is. <laughs> but it is. That's right. That's right. Um, so that kind of sums up Beverly Hills. I mean, I think a cabbie is coming back finally. Um, so we'll get some humor. Yeah, finally, some, like, huh? You know, interesting things. What there. do you so, think about this upcoming feud between her and Kyle that's like at the hands of Rena? Like, how many sisters, Richard's sisters, is Howdy to fight with? I mean, the two <laughs> that she show. has. I, who, I don't know how it gonna come out the thing is this is what i get annoyed with kyle and let's say in this situation we don't know it's all alleged but we know enough about the rumors of what happened with kathy kathy apparently made a allegedly a homophobic remark which is wrong on all counts so i would never just dismiss that behavior on anyone However, like Kyle, if you're willing to go to bat for your against your sister, why not do that with Erica? Like I just I'm like, you know, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is the point of all points. Like if you're going to if you don't even have loyalty to your sisters, but you have loyalty to this girl, like what I don't understand it. Like did Erica like get them all involved financially? It's like I just got to like I feel like at this point conspiracy theories will be the only thing that makes sense because how do you go back go to toe to toe with your sister? both sisters but you won't even tell a woman that she should not curse out a child 
This yeah. is like not rocket science. No, it makes it makes no sense. So I don't know. So we'll see how that continues to unfold. But we're going to take a quick little ad break. As you guys know, we are partnered up with Organifi. Organifi is the way to juice, you guys. We've been doing it for several, several weeks now. It's extremely convenient. It's great tasting. I am loving right now the glow and also the red juice is like my favorite. Um, and truthfully, it's about less than $3 a day than when you, when you purchase it. And it's also, it's a super blend of food. It's plant-based. I love getting that extra nutrition, especially like towards the weekend, you know, on the weekends, I tend to indulge. I'm all about the 80, 20 rule of life. And I give in a little bit, but having a, some red juice or the glow, it's great. The glow mm-hmm, is their mm-hmm. summer deal with collagen. So it's yummy and delicious and tastes like lemonade. And we've got 20% off for you. Of course, we have a deal for our listeners. So go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash real moms, and you can get 20% off your purchase. Wait, I need to do that. I love an organic situation, and I yes. love a juice moment. Yes. Juice is the only thing that got me, kept me from being sick this week. I'm trying to tell you. There's wow. a lot of juices, so <laughs> let me get on that. Real moms, you said? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Go I'm check that out. Um, let's go over to Dubai. So in Dubai, um, a couple of things are happening. So Caroline and Sergio's wedding, we're getting really close to it. Um, Caroline is like so fascinating to me in terms of her upbringing. And like she just, I feel like, I don't know if it's the Brit in her as well, but she's just so, she's cold but humorous, if that makes sense. Yes, I totally get that. In fact, she is from the same town that my uncle is from um, on my mom's side. My mom's a sister's husband is also from uh where she is and they have very similar senses of humor like i sometimes don't know if he likes me or not and then all of a sudden i'm like oh no you love me like it's like it's it's the way that they approach the world is so interesting to me i completely agree and i find her to be yeah cold but funny like a little bit like withholding but also like engaging at the same yes, time. It's, it's very, very fascinating. I also laugh. But I laugh a lot. Yes. I also was laughing at Sergio, like, God, nothing brings out your age difference more than calling sex t- tiki tiki night. He kept saying, oh, are we going to be able to have tiki tiki night? And he was like, you're going to, because they were staying in this bougie ass house. Her parents are there. And she, oddly enough, she's like, no, we will not be having tiki tiki while we're in the same house as my parents. Which was very <laughs> traditional for Caroline because I feel like she's not traditional in any sense, but he was saying that, so that kind of made me laugh. Um, then we go to Caroline Brooks is having a birthday party. She's having a pool party. She has two of her best friends, childhood fr- best friends, come into town. Um, one thing they were like really playing up in this moment is, and I'm not, I'm an ally to our LGBTQ. Um, community. So I can't speak to this, but my observation is she shared that Adam and Brian were hesitant to come to Dubai given the laws that they have against um, right. people. But all the women were like, yeah, no, it's fine. I have lots of gay friends. But they also were like, if you're not holding hands in public or doing this, right, right, I was right. like, it's- man, if you can't fully be out, that doesn't make it somewhat okay. Yes, absolutely. I mean, as a member of the alphabet mafia myself um <laughs> card carrying um, <laughs> i i completely agree i mean like you know 
me and fiance Maya, my fiance, we had to literally like Google like safe places for us to honeymoon because like these things, you know, exist and Dubai is notorious for being like not that place. Um, it, I mean, they don't let a lot of things go down just because of how conservative the country is. I mean, like uh, Caroline and her man were like the in the first episode, but they were probably not, they had to get married like somewhere else because of, you know, they're not even Dubai natives, like all these things. So I, and it's not shocking. It's not, you know, fair, but it's just, it, it's something that even we in America, we need to look at because there are plenty of states where we claim to, you know, it's all out there. And then, you know, we have things that are not uh, securing our ability to stay, you know, married and equal and all of that. And then you have like some states where they won't even like let you adopt or anything like that when they have like a billion people, children in the foster care system. So like, you know, Dubai, not, necessarily the first place but it is definitely one of the most intense places and at one point i'm just like what difference does it make who sleeps in whose bed just oh i know pay your taxes and like leave people alone exactly no it was just (laughs) all that matters it was really interesting to watch um and so, you know, they have the party, everyone's getting along. Um, Stanberry is having later in the episode, she has dinner with her dad and her daughter. And she made a joke or reference that Sergio's dad at one point offered to pay Sergio to break up with Caroline. And she was actually pretty humorous about it. She thinks she was like, it's pretty funny. And, you know, mm-hmm. she kept playing up in their age gap. And she's like, he's he's going to be able to take care of me and wheel me around. Is he? Yeah. Like, she just was like. Doesn't she have the money? It. Like, it's her yeah. that has the money. So then I'm like, does Sergio's dad not offer enough? Because he probably, why would he say yes to his dad's, like, little bit of money when he's like, I could also just marry the money and have more money. Like. No, I don't know. I doesn't make you an idiot. I don't see them lasting. And she also shared that when they first met. No prenup. When they first met, he said that he was 31, but he was actually 24 at the time. (gasps) That is such a giant difference and lie. That is so crazy. Well, how old is he now? He's not much older than me, huh? He's like, I think he's got to be like 27, 28. Like, oh, yeah, he's like a year older than me. <laughs> he's not. No, he's not. And Caroline is, I mean, Caroline looks good. I mean, she's got all the access That's and fantastic. support. But yeah, no, I get it. She's yeah, definitely she, of a different age. Is, oh, he's 27. Oh, um, yeah. He's only a year older than me. He's going to be 28 in September. Shout out Libra. Um, and then Caroline is, let's see how old she is. I'm Googling. 42. Right she's 46. I was just guessing. So. I can't do math that fast. So uh, that's 19- about, about a 20, yeah, almost a 20-year age difference. Nin- yeah. So it's just fascinating to me. And God I dang. I, she, was like, <laughs> she was, like, making jokes. She's like, yeah, if we don't laugh, you know, she's like, he's still going to be so young. He's still got life. Yeah. She, like, redo. She wanted like, to have her himself. Britney Spears moment. Yeah. Because <laughs> Sam is also, like, a year older than me. Oh, my God. Yeah. But Britney yeah. is 40. So not quite, but yeah. but still, for but sure. still, I'm like, oh, they want to have these young, hot men, and I'm here for it. You yes. go, girls. Yes, let's change the narrative. Um, okay, so uh, an interesting thing that's kind of happened too. So Caroline Brooks at this party asked Stanberry a question about boarding schools because she's thinking about sending her son to a boarding school. Stanberry has was like very like I forgot how she phrased it, but she basically was like, you know, yeah, it's. 
it's very, it's a really strongly impacted her life. She's like, I was in boarding school from six to 18. And I think that's why she's so emotionally closed off and like kind of standoffish yeah. and everything like that played a huge part of it. So um, the boarding school conversation continues when Sarah Whoa. comes over to Caroline Brooks house and, you know, Brooks and watching her talk to not only um, the person who works for her and also her son. I was like, girl, you need to like, kind of like, just like, let it go. Like I get being a, I don't get, cause I'm not single, but I respect a single parent who's like worked really fucking hard for their family and their home and their mm-hmm. proud of what they have. However, I also am like some of these things, you got to fucking let it go. Her son was touching the chicken. She's like kind of going off on him a little bit. And then, um, when it was time for bed, he, she had, um, I'm, I do not remember the woman who works for her, but she's like, yeah, you can go take him to bed. Sarah did interject and I wouldn't say this, but she's like, why don't you go put him to bed? Like put him to bed. And she's like, no, 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 it's fine. Like I don't need to. Um, and then it kind of turned into this conversation. They started talking about boarding school. Um, and I agreed with everything that Sarah said. Uh, she was like, I don't think this, I don't think you should do this. I mean, to me, boarding right. school is like for people who don't want to raise their kids. Like she basically said that. Right. Just send them to a fancy private school. Yeah. And she kind of went off on her friend who then agreed with her. And I don't know. I'm just, I was really liking Brooks, but that conversation, and I don't ever want to mom shame or judge a mother. I have no doubt she's an amazing mother, but I kind of agree that I, I don't know that I'm a, a believer in boarding schools, I guess is what I'm yeah. going to say. I mean, Paris Hilton definitely changed the mindset for most people about how boarding schools go down. Um, Cause if that can happen to, you know, this rich white woman from this like insanely important, powerful family, it can happen to absolutely any kid. So it's like, maybe we should really be investigating why we are sending kids to learn away from our homes instead of just learning in our homes. Like if you have the money for boarding school, you have the money for the fancy ass private schools that are also around the area. So just do that. Exactly. No, <laughs> like, it's like very, kids at the house. it's very, I, to me, I think Caroline book Brooks is getting into the like society, like that whole like view yeah, of like, well, like as a single woman, I can absolutely see. So I think a couple of things are happening there. And every time I watch Caroline Brooks, I see this, woman who and I, I could be wrong but it's absolutely like as a single black mom in america the narrative is totally different than what she can create it in dubai so here it'd be like you know we see portia williams in atlanta being like i just don't want to be a mom a single mom like she was like so heartbroken over that because it is a stereotype like if you're a single black mom it's like totally different than you're not as empowered as the other trope of like a single mother would be um and there's a lot less empowerment so she gets to dubai and it's like the whole story gets to change she's all of a sudden gets to be like you know she gets to provide and give the kid like a good life and all these beautiful things and experiences and i think she got really stuck in that and now she's like i'm gonna give him the entire experience because i deserve it like he and i deserve it i worked really hard to now have a bunch of nannies and have a chef and have a nice home and have all these things. And so it's a little bit of like the, she's, you know, playing the game and it's what she thinks the next step is. These are all the things that she thinks make a successful woman who has kids. 
like regardless of her marital status or not. Like this is what the rich girls in Beverly Hills would do. So this is what I'm going to do. Be damned what I actually think is a good idea as a mother. I think she's so wrapped up in making sure she has the lifestyle, like not just for a kid, but for herself, because when she had a kid, it probably was an opportunity was kind of like not taken from her, but like it, it got, it got, you know, pushed back a little bit. And now that she has it, she will not let it go. And she's like, I'm going to do every single thing to make sure that like, I'm that it girl. And boarding school, unfortunately, is what, you know, that's like the Gossip Girl, Clueless, like all of those old 90s movies of like rich kids going to boarding school. That was always the threat. I'm going to send you to like a Swedish boarding school. But that's what you did if you were rich and didn't want your kids around. But I don't think she sees it that way because she's so hell-bent on making sure she has that lifestyle. A plus. Thank you, Moni, therapist. I'm like clapping. <laughs> Great psycho. I like the nuance. I like no, it was layered. It was layered. It was like everything, all of it. Okay, so now let's go over to Atlanta. Sheree needs ooh, to ooh. Now, this show I have fun watching. Oh my gosh, I, like I loved Atlanta. how. I'm having like, the time of my fucking life. It's fun. <laughs> I loved how they broke the fourth wall at the radio show with Sheree, like blatantly saying, like, Tyrone is a person who's bringing in these rumors because he wants to be like relevant and on television. Yes, like, yes. That we're breaking more fourth walls on Bravo. Yeah, and she did it like on her daughter's podcast. Would you ever do that? I was dying. Like I could never have my mom on this podcast and I don't even talk about sex. But like when she invited her mom to be on her sex and relationship podcast, I was like, Woo, shout out both Sheree and her daughter because I don't think I have that. I don't, I couldn't I do it. I, I mean, listen, I think I could two girls. Could you imagine? I couldn't. I, I think I could maybe do it if they were like 25 plus. I don't know why that. Oh, yeah. Made... Her daughter is definitely older. Older. So I, I think, think that I helps. could maybe do it for that reason. I think anything below 25, I definitely couldn't do. But I, yeah, I can't imagine. But I love that they have that relationship. Good for them. Yeah. I don't, I never had that relationship with my mom. I don't want my daughter. Like, I'm obviously going to be there for her if she needs anything. If she does want to ask for some sort of advice, I'll be there. But I don't ever want to be like, oh, did you have sex with him? Like, I don't want to, like, I don't think I want that either. And I love my mom. Like, we're so close. It hurts. Like, it's annoying. Like, yes. and I'm still I'm like, no, ma'am. Like, even since my mom, like, I'm going on a date. I'm like, ah, ah, no, boundary. No, don't care. No, yeah, exactly. Care. Like, exactly. no, thank you. But I love that at least Sheree is able to tell her side of the story and get her things out there. Uh, he was fine to be on TV. I love that she told us that until, like, he wasn't. It's giving... Uh, and I and, and she's understanding now that he used her. And I love a housewife who is self-aware. Like she did not take a, a lot of time to put two and two together. She was like, he stood me up. Now he's putting things in the media. He was using me for the show. He did not love me. And she's yeah. grieving it appropriately. And I'm just like, I'm here for you, girl. But like, I just love it when they find, when they get it. You know what I mean? But Sheree is no dummy. And I think that's fantastic. And that's why in the previews, we're going to see him come back. Oh my God. I know. I I love the prison, babe. I know. I know. I know. I mean, Sheree, I didn't know how much we needed her back on the show, but she is. Oh my God. She's killing it. Marlo as well. I, Marlo's comedic comments. I was dying when she was saying like that Kenya has has her beat. That Kenya has can't take Marlo. And (laughs) I was like, although I am kind of mad at Marlo and you know why I'm mad. 
I am. That, I, that, that, I understand she feels like she's in over her head and that she's not these boys, like, actual mother. But, like, you are. Like, you are. Like, you're not the one that birthed them, but you are their mother right now. And they need a mother right now because literally theirs cannot be there for them. And so you also not being there for Like, it broke my heart and triggered my soul that she would kick them out, even to her sisters. Because I think she thought that they're being safe because they're with her sister and, like, they're just, like, around the corner or whatever and they're with family. But, like, this musical chairs these boys are doing between the siblings... It's not going to make it better. This is literally what's going to keep them acting the way they've been acting. No, I had the like, same thought. This is thought. what's going to keep them acting out. And I feel, as an educator, like, I'm gutted. Like, this is the kind of things that, like, that makes them not, like, this kind of inconsistency. I see it all the time. This is when kids' braids, like, start to really slip. This is when they start to really act out and they, you know, withdraw from their peers, their environment, their socialization. Like, everything kind of changes. Just because they don't feel stable and, and, and wanted. And I just really want these boys to feel wanted. No, a thousand percent. I couldn't agree more. I worried about abandonment. I, my heart broke for her, but I'm like, why don't you guys go to therapy together? Not fucking yes. life coach who like had no problems talking about how Tyrone was like ejaculate. I'm like, I don't know if this is the right guy. <laughs> um, the guy who's talking about ejaculation and whatnot. I might go to take, put them in therapy, like get, if you need a break, get some extra support, but don't like abandon them. Cause that's the number one I'm thing in my head that I so, thought of. Yeah. I'm so proud that Candy like told her to her face though. Like, no, you don't just leave. Like wait, you sent them away. Like I love that the women, whenever they heard it though, they weren't automatically like just listening or siding with Marlo. They were like, Oh no girl. Wait, wait, you sent them away. Marla, why did you do that? Like, because yeah. they're mothers and they stood up for that. And that's what I wanted on Beverly Hills. Like for the other mothers to be like, actually, this is not okay. Even if it wasn't my child, we do not treat children this way. We are above this. Like, that's what I like. And I love that in Atlanta, they hold each other accountable in person, yes. like on camera, in each other's faces. And I think that is so special and so important because while I love Marlo, she's new here and I think that she's going to see all these professionals and see this stuff. And I think the reunion, she's going to have a very different tune. At least I'm hoping for that. Oh yeah. I think she will. And I think she's probably heard it a lot from the fans, if anything. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so this party is about stripping off negativity and bearing it off. <laughs> I have to say, and they're all wearing nude. I'm over the nude model trope. There's certain things that we yes. see in housewives. We get a nude model. It's like been a couple of times and like painting penises and whatever. I get over Not them saying, is this a candy party? <laughs> I know, but like, I know, but it's like, I, I'm over, you know, murder mystery, painting naked people. Yeah, the There's same like another one. It's like over the same and over things. and over again. Like, it's very repetitive. Yeah, it absolutely is. I have to give a shout out though, because um, this amazing woman, I forget her name. I'm going to go look for it right now. But her her company is called Sip Nicks in the City. And she actually did my um, anniversary party well before she was on Housewives. Ah! But she did Sheree's, uh, she did Sheree's sleepover setup and I recognized it immediately because her work is that freaking awesome and I was like oh my god I know exactly who that is and of course it was her and she is amazing I think her name is Nicole she's an RN 
And during COVID, she like started this whole thing up during COVID and it took a break from nursing because it was like a mess. She's in Georgia. And I was her very first indoor sickness. And um, and she reposted me after I was like, oh my God, Nicole. And she was like, yes, it's me. And I did yours. You were my first indoor one. And now I'm doing them everywhere. And now I'm on Houses of Atlanta. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. But she did an amazing job doing Sheree's party. It is so gorgeous. So an indoor sip make is like, okay, like these like little fancy picnics are like the way of the future. But if you are in Georgia and the surrounding Southern states, because she does travel like all the way to New Orleans and like Louisiana and Alabama, she's a freaking legend. It's sipnicks in the city. I'm not paid for this. I didn't even know I was going to no, say this. No, I'm going like, to link her. She's amazing. No, it she looks amazing. She the bomb Thing. she's incredible she brings absolutely everything including charcuterie are you kidding me oh my god like she yeah. brought me charcuterie i got that had the best berry cheese walk ever in my whole life it was amazing she's killing it and now she's on housewives so i, I loved it i love the idea of a girl's night like this no, I'm I'm obsessed with all of this. And look at yeah. you, Moni's like housewife adjacent. Like, oh my god, I'm so sip Nick. No, so I'm, I'm gonna, gonna post. I'm so close. I'm gonna get on the show one day. <laughs> and you know I she's gonna bring it. Like married to medicine, DC. Yeah, because you know they're doing a DC one. They were like, you should audition. I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, should I? Should I? I I love that. I love that. So going going back to the party, um, there's a couple things that I fucking loved on this. I loved drunk Kenya. Um, I thought drunk Kenya was everything to me. She was hilarious. Yeah, I, I love drunk Kenya. Oh when my god, drunk she's Kenya, so like, funny. Being so drunk and sloppy that they fell out. I was like, girls, did you actually fall out? I don't know the truth because it was a little easy for you. Oh my, it was so funny. I loved, I I forgot her name, but the woman who brought up like Drew's identities and did a Oh, Fatoum? Yeah, Fatoum and the alias. Like I was like, I was like, what is happening? Crazy. So what do you think is the truth there? Oh, I absolutely think he was probably using the assistant's identity name or something. Oh yeah. For sure. I mean, when he first, when they first got on the show, we were like, now we know y'all are definitely the poor couple here, but y'all are not poor. So we're confused. You know what I mean? Like, what do you do? Because I know I've followed Drew's career. She's very much so like on like the black cable network television circuit of like BET Plus CW. and all these things. And yeah, see, I've followed her since the game and I know she hasn't worked like that. And, like, her biggest break lately has been literally because of Housewives, and it's been, like, Lifetime movies. So, to which I say, what does he do? Technology? Well, now we should question everything. Because once we were told, I do direct sales marketing or whatever, once we were told that I have the genera- like the leads for the generation of the ads are being served, and then we went to prison? everything oh so a thousand just does just does tech what kind of tech girly oh what, it's gonna, tech? this is just the beginning i think this is just the beginning of the unraveling of drew oh and yeah Ralph. he's using aliases honey oh for yeah. shizzle no mm-hmm. this, this is just the beginning i did think drew um and ralph were reaching with the busy argument like that whole conversation with like sonia i'm okay okay this is like dumb like I, I mean, yeah, it was a shady thing to say, but it wasn't like an argument. It was just shady, which is kind of fun. Like, it's yeah. Atlanta. Saying something like, y'all, it seemed like you're busy, but are you? Like, it's yeah. funny. 
Yeah, but it wasn't funny. that big of a deal. No, it was but a hit funny. dog will holler. Okay. <laughs> are um, you would- busy then? <laughs> are you uh speaking of busy are you busy for a coochie cleanse like would you want to do a coochie um cleanse? Like i feel do? like i'm okay i feel like i'm good y'all go ahead and have that that's fine i'm not really into putting a lot of things up there again shows a lifestyle as the girls say and that's not the one that it was and so like this i mean like you know the girls love like, like those yoni stones and things like that and i'm like okay but like i don't i just would be so freaking anxious all the time like i just don't like things where things don't belong i just feel like god gave me all the things that need to be in and out my body and we're just gonna leave it at that we're oh yeah no I, where he put it. I was <laughs> laughing though the entire time and like the production and the editing of the blurry vision it was like super funny and i love that like drew was like this is like black girl magic is happening right now she's like what the fuck is going on but they were all having fun like i thought it was fun i thought it was funny i love that kenya was so fucked up to say hello to the camera as she was like mm-hmm. she is the moment and was like hello and had her face yes. up on the camera like more of that yes that was amazing i was like this so rugged over here like it was very housewives ultimate girls trip and i which is like my obsession right now um i had to ask you though what do you think of this drew storyline of her like randomly getting a call from like an auntie or something and saying that there's a spirit and the spirit could be one of those women and one of the women are like the evil spirit around her. I was like, first of all, you did not get that call. That was pre-recorded. You did not go to a pedicure and your mom just happened to be like, hey, I got this voicemail for you. And it's about women who are probably out to get you. It's listening to it. She goes, mm, are you the evil spirit? Are you the evil spirit? Like, girl, Drew is trying so hard. And I wish she wouldn't because it's like, you're already an easy target. We could just, you would secure yourself on the show just being who you are. Oh my you God. You do not have to reach for these storylines. You're no, already nutty enough. I mean, she might as well like call Melissa over in Jersey. You know, okay. it's like so bad. It's giving fake baby. It's well, and fake sister. And fake sister. Never forget. No, I, I just think Drew, I think Ralph is in Drew's head. And he's like kind of like puffing her up in the wrong way. Yeah, like we have to keep on this show. Like we have to do this. We have to make sure that we work yes. because he has no money. Because he's weird and does technology, quote unquote. <laughs> like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I'm no. curious. Like, at least Tanya back in the day, like her longtime fiance that she may or may not have cheated on, probably did. Um, he like started like a big actual tech company, but it was like super easy to find. Like it was public, like she was working in the business. It was a big, big deal, him and his friend. And it was like a million dollars worth of company. But like Ralph, we don't have anything. There's just nothing. They're just on the show. She's a terrible husband. She tells everyone he's a terrible husband, but she stays. And then we're supposed to just believe it. It's just very, very freaking weird. It's so weird. And something about that doesn't seem right over there. Mm. Well, let's end Atlanta with that. Ralph, we are on to you. We are on to you for on to you husband. and all your aliases. And your aliases. We the internet, Reddit will find out everything if anything Girl. history repeats itself. <laughs> but let's get to the part of our show where we're gonna do shout out. I'm gonna give my shout out to teachers. Mani is a teacher here. Teachers Yay. do so much for us. And for the next week, so from July 15th through the 22nd, we are clearing your list. We will be sharing your list. Um, so please feel free 
to email realmomsabrava at gmail.com if you have a teacher list and we will be randomly selecting them and sharing them on our Instagram because um, we want to help y'all out. So thank you teachers for yes. you. You don't get paid enough. You do so much. Oh, and, <laughs> and given all the emotional things that you have to um, take hold on to, especially when it comes to schools and guns, I tip my hat to you. I can't imagine the position that you all are being put in constantly. So thank you, teachers. Um, yes. How can they find you if they're not listening to you or following you already? Yeah, you can find me anywhere you are listening to the Ramones of Bravo. And after you listen and subscribe to them, you can listen to me um, and anywhere on social media at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. And I also have a highlight on my thing for teachers, wish list. I'm grateful enough that my school um, that I'm working at does not, I don't really need a wish list like that because they are um, uh, able to kind of give me everything that I need, but there are so many people who are not. So I keep a highlight all the time of a bunch of teachers that I'm in constant communication with who will need things like these teachers had to buy their own freaking air purifiers during COVID. Like they had to buy their own, like, you know, masks and PPE and all this stuff on top of books. So we buy all of our own books. And that's something that most people do not know. Um, teachers buy their own books no matter what. And I just think that it's amazing that all these accounts are trying to bring awareness and help them, you know, really clear out their wish list and stuff because it's not even a wish list. It's really a necessity list because these are the things that help just to make sure that the, the future. Uh, generations are educated and taken care of and we are in a really freaking dark time and that's why there's a mass exodus of teachers happening because you know they'd rather do anything else but protect us from various different things and all we want to do is protect and serve your kids so absolutely thank a teacher if you don't have money to help a teacher but thank the teachers share a list do all of that i mean i'll be even helping out so anytime like the romans bravo post the list i'll be helping with those because I help every teacher that I possibly can a book or a marker those things count so but thank y'all for doing that and thank yes, you of for having me of course so and again guys when you're done listening give us a five-star rating live a, yes. a written review for us podcasters reviews Do are it. everything they are life everything more, they make us more visible in the algorithm they help us obtain talent so it's a little thing. It's a free thing that you can do. It takes 60 seconds of your time. So please, please, please rate us and Mixing with Moni. And then if you do want to support us monetarily, I've heard some of you guys say, I want to buy you a drink. Let me Venmo you. Oh, Instead, join our patron. Join our patron for $3 a month or $5 a month. We'd rather you just take that money and put it there. So support us that way, patreon.com slash Bravo. And with that, we'll catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com.
That's B-O-D-I dot com.